Okay, today's stuff is Daph Chavtet. And the beginning part of this Gemara is a bit tricky, but uh, we'll see how we go. You'll see why in a moment. So, Rav, we were discussing someone who's a Mishia Shamba Derech. What happens if someone is like falls, falls asleep and was not Konish Fit and he gets Dalar Amot? That's kind of what we said before. And the question was, how's it measured? Rebbe Leza says from the middle. Rebbe Yehuda says, Chotzachiyirtze. Many can choose which sides he wants, but once he's be rare, once he decides which side direction he wants his Dalar Amot to make sure be Dalar Amot. We also quoted the. Um, Moshe, that when it says chachamim or daladamot, before it's it implied implied they could get lekoruach, meaning both ways. Okay. However, if you recall, we saw it a few days ago when you saw Reb Chaim. Um, it seems to suggest that we only had daladach amul regarding the case of the individual who is able to walk. To, when it, if you remember, the question was how is someone going to go to the bathroom if he's stuck to his daladamot? They it seemed to imply that it was daladamot in total as a square. Okay. So. Um, uh, that's just something of note, so it might impact how we're learning today. But let's continue. So the Gemara says as follows: What happens if he chooses Dalaramot while it's still day? He can chozer. He can reassign it while it's still day. Mish, uh, well, that leads to thought because if it's mibodyom, it's before before Shabbos has come in. Then why don't you just make your shvita? So we'll get to that in a second. If it's already he's selected after Chashecha, he can reallocate. He can decide, okay, I want it to be the left, to the east section, I'll be to the west. What if he's decided and then Shabbos came in, can he then switch it around? Can he Chozer? Now, the reason why this is, again, as I pointed out, is very difficult, is what are you talking about? We were talking about someone who's Yashan, someone who fell asleep. And the whole question is limited to is if he wakes up on Shabbos and he wasn't, he wasn't Kunei's Tchum. So what does it mean, Berer lo yom? So it, I look in the back here, it says in the Meichal HaMayim, it says, it's someone who didn't want to Kunei Shvita, he just wanted Daladamot. So that's one way of explaining it, but it's a bit difficult to understand. Um, another understanding could be that it is, um, it's not clear how Reb Chaim explains it, he didn't explain it here. Another understanding could be that it's talking about, um, I saw this in the article, I can't remember who they quoted, but it's, you measured your tchum from, just like the city, you measured 2,000 from the city. How, if we your is Dalet Amot, you're traveling, well, 2,000 Amot from what point? So where do we shift your location? But there are kashas without explanation as well. But let's just uh, sort of suspend an understanding for the moment. But it sounds like for some reason, there's a Birer Yom is, you can Choser Yom, but it's very difficult to understand what Birer means. I'll bring you an Or Sameach in a moment when we finish, um, who understands Sugi completely differently. And when, however, in any event, it's, but the question is, is Birer Yom, what happens to Mecha So Nishmina Min Hada, so let's look at what we just, another situation. The situation, the other case that we're saying is, that, sorry, that was the other mission we learned, with someone who, Shabbos came in, he thought it was very far from the city, and then he realized it's actually within the Tchum of the city. So Kuru Meir says, Lo he cannot, he cannot go into the city. Rabbi Huda says, Yikanes. So what's the proof here? So let me read you a bit of Rabbi Chaim. So when the question was, Do we say, oh, he's already locked in? Or simply say that, in other words, the first question is, since if he was Stam, uh, he didn't say anything, he could choose what he wanted. Therefore, even though that he designated before, maybe when Shabbos comes in, he can sort of reassign which way he wants it. And the proof is from Rabbi Yehuda. Now, Rabbi Yehuda, it says, in the case of Rabbi Yehuda, the reason why when Shabbos came in, he was sitting, sitting in a particular location, he thought then he thought he didn't know it was in the home of the city. He can actually chozer. Why? 
because it was a mistake like we learned before. He doesn't like it there, but Mashi be rare law, because a Shvita was a Ta'ot. Had he known it was in the Tchum of the city, it would be much, much more preferable than the city. Since when the Shabbos came in, he could have nominated, decided I want to be within the city or not, and it was based on the Tchum. Maybe also that's why he can also so in other words, since he, it sounds like, according to this way of reading the Gemara, that if it was, again, we're assuming he hasn't walked that direction, otherwise it would ruin it for him. He didn't do a mesa, but he's Mevarer. He says, I want it to be the east. Now, since when Shabbos came in, he could have decided east or west. And since it was at his disposal, we say, how do I know that you can do that? Because it's fine by Rebbe Yehuda. Since in the case of Rabbi Huda, he was he was in the Tchum of the city, he didn't realize because a little hill in front of him or something like that. And Rabbi Yehuda, since from the onset of Shabbos, he could remember, he could have chosen to be within the city or not within the city's Tchum, meaning his own Tchum at the location of the city's Tchum. Therefore, he can be Choser. In other words, since the choice of the disposal, he can Choser. That seems to be what the proof of the Gemara is. Okay? Then what that happens is the Gemara continues as follows. Gemara says, now, Panem watches says we could have switched a few lines. It almost cannot jump to Rabbi Boon. Because Rabbi Boon says, what are you talking about? He can be Chozer back. We just said in our Mishnah, that if he's Mavarer, I got a reader of the Moshe, he says, in other words, Amra Boon, Moda Rabbi Yehuda, Shim Birel, Loshe, and Chozer, Zeshlachan, Ubisifri, the full stamp, Chavanistara, Kolomar. So the Gemara then answers, no. It's referring to something different. Meaning, In other words, we're not talking about someone who had had from the onset of Shabbos the capacity for Ustam to choose which way he wanted. When does Rabbi Yehuda said he's committed to what he selects? That's regarding the case of someone who what? Who was Motsiyah Magoyim. So read Rabbi Chaim on that case. It's al Rachel Bigidamit. Because he's never Therefore, he can choose. But once, once he's chosen, once he chooses, he's locked in. Okay? So the flow of the Gemara, if we just sort of appreciate it, if we um, sort of go, step through it the way we're kind of explaining it. It was a bit difficult to understand what it means, be rare or me be odd yom or not. We're trying to bring a few different explanations. With it could be either someone doesn't want to kuna his tchum, but he wanted specifically just this dalad amot, or we're talking about the dalad amot aside from the tchum if it was meshach hashecha, because then you measure from there. Those are different explanations. And the whole question of the Gemara was okay, if you mavar me bod yom, you can reassign it. If you mavar me hashecha, sounds like. The question was, can I now re- also reassign it? And we connected to the debate between, between Rebbe, um, Rebbe Yehud and Rebbe Meir regarding someone who, when it came into Shabbos, made a mistake, didn't realize it was in the Tchum of the city. Just Rebbe says you can reassign it because, again, you had the choice at your disposal and it was, it was a, a, a signing, but so too, here in this situation, the person can reassign his 
thing. Ah, what does it mean in the mission? When the mission says, once you assign it, you're locked in. Well, that's talking about different cases altogether. That's talking about someone at the beginning of the parak when when the when the goim or ba'ones or something crazy, and he's taken out and he's placed mechutz uh, In that situation, we say that since he was never konesh, it wasn't koneh. He's outside the trum and chachamim allocated in this area. Once he's koneh in that situation, it's not something like he had a disposal to choose. No, chachamim says you got dalid. Once you pick dalid, that's it. Okay, that's why you read the sugya. And what I just um, again the the back of my gemara pointed or sameach that is a different reading of the sugya that makes a lot I think a lot easier understand again you have to everyone's changing a few words here and there but he explains this probably he says there are two different principles the first principle is if someone says shvita komi, akar shvita is shvita meaning if someone says shvita komi and is within the tomb of the city even if he doesn't know he's within the tomb of the city that's it he's okay from the city he's locked in okay now the and if someone next next point if someone's yashan falls asleep. What's interesting here is his kone, it's not his kone tchum, but his kone shvita. I mean, his kone shvita dalad. Why, why, why is that important? Because there's another case we'll see later on, if someone was above Asarat Fahim, he wasn't even on the ground, and he comes down on Shabbos, let's say he's hopping on tent pegs or whatever, oh, sorry, po- sorry, not pegs, like posts, and he's jumping along Tvachim, and he finds, gets down, once he gets down, oh, now he's kone shvita 2000 amot, interestingly. So the, the difference is, is because the, the way they explain, he explains on the Ram, Ramban there. I know we're going to be a bit more in the, in the normal, but this is kind of important. Why, because he's Yashan, when he's asleep, he's still Kone Shvita. We don't know where that four are, but he's Kone Shvita. Not Shvita for Tchum, but he's Kone Dalad. That's the difference. Because there's a difference. Shvu Ishtachtav, that works as opposed to the other Pasuk regarding Ishmim Komo. So how does he explain the Gemara? He says, if he's meaning if he decided he's all talking about the case with the person outside the city. So he's outside the city. He says, I want my, I want Meshvitati to be here. And then it hasn't, Shabbos hasn't come in and gets a phone call and says, oh, you're within the Tchum. Says, okay, fine. He can cause there, obviously. Next, if he's according to the Orsameach explains it, Meaning he selected it to be there. And then what happens is that suddenly Shabbos comes in. And then he realizes, well, it's too late. And you're because he was okay shvita. The question is, what happens if birer mishachasheicha? What happens if he was mavarer shvita mishachasheicha? And that's when the Gemara says, oh, we're trying to connect this. That should be like Kamoshi Ashans, like someone who fell asleep and woke up. Just as like someone who fell asleep and woke up can what? It says, if he's mavarer he can ain't a choser. Once he's mevarer in a choser, so to here it should be the same thing. Okay? So we're trying to connect the case of someone, again, he's mechutz le'ir, he's only mevarer in meshecha is that the same, to think of the case of someone who's yashan. And what the Gemara does is it rejects that altogether. Why? He says, be yashan, what happens? His dalet amot was kone. Okay? His dalet amot was kone, but we just don't know where they, which, which direction it was. But when is it being kone? It's not being kone when the person wakes up now and is being mevarer. That's not mevarer meshacha It's simply also almost using brayer, if you like. It's mevarer what was being kone already from the time before. Okay? So that's why we yashan is different. However, when it comes to like chotzil chutz then the reason why, and that's what the end of the Mishnah is saying. In other words, don't bring the proof from our Mishnah 
where it's talking about where it says, No, Rabbi Yehuda would say, when he wakes up, he can reassign it. What's Rabbi Yehuda saying at the end of the mission? Let's talk about the other case where a going took him out. So again, according to the, let's explain this clearly, according to Orsameach, what he's saying is, the question of the Gemara is, what happens with our individual? Our guy who is Meshachashecha, he was, um, his only Mavare, where he wants to be, he's, he's home to be in this location. And then he realizes only later this is in the tomb of the city. We tried to bring a proof for our Mishnah. That's the case. Someone who's Yashan. Once he wakes us, once he's Mavar, he's stuck. And the Gemara says, no, that's not the case. When Rabbi Yehuda says, once he's Mavar, he's stuck, it's talking about different cases altogether. That's when the Goyim take him out. What's the difference when Goyim take him out and put him down? And when, if he's Yashan and wakes up, the difference is as follows. When he's Yashan and he wakes up, again, all you're doing is Mavarer, the Kinyan that occurred automatically for someone who's Yashan on the onset of Shabbos. That's why he can go back and forwards. When Rabbi Yehuda says you're locked in in the Mishnah, that's talking about when Goyim take him out. Why? Because in that situation, it's not, the Kinyan never happened. The, the, uh, his, like his uh, Shvita or his, his Daladam was never Kone for him before Shabbos. So you're not being Mavarer something before Shabbos at all in terms of where the Daladamot it's, it's a happening here and now, and therefore it's like it's occurred all together, even the Kenyan before Shabbos, if you like. That's the way he explains it. And that's why in that situation, Rabbi says, once you Mavari, you're locked in. That's it. As opposed to the case, again, of someone who's Yashan, the reason why it's different is, again, make it clear, when someone is Yashan, is that the Kenyan occurred before Shabbos, but it was a vague Kenyan. We don't know where it is. That's why when it comes to Shabbos, you can Mavari and switch and flop and turn and, and Choser, boy, if you like. And that's why, again, that's why we're trying to say that's the same din, if you like, with um, someone who is if he wants to be part of this, if he said, I want my tomb to be in, in, like where it is, and it's only later worked out that actually I'm within the tomb of the city. Okay? Yeah. That's, uh, again, we spent most of the share on this piece just because it's really hard Gemara to understand because there's so many questions. What do it mean? That's, again, um, all right. Let's just can go to the next halacha, next mission. Halacha. Okay, let's continue. So we're talking about individual ones, okay, two people that are stuck with Dalar Amot, and they're six Amot apart, okay? We're assuming now they each have four Amot, really. So they cast it in the direction of their friends, okay? And therefore, what you have, you've got an overlap, a low overlap of two Amot. So they can both bring their food in to that location and sort of share the food together. However, but they can't take the food, the friend's food to their own section because everyone's limited by the tchum of their own tchum. As we said previously, the Daladamot has a din of tchum. So your objects can't go outside your Daladamot just like you can't go out the Daladamot. Okay? Next, what if there are three people? And they're eight Shvachim apart, I think it is. Right? Right? So the middle person overlaps both people on the outside. And the people on the outside don't overlap with one another at all. So therefore, he's mutar to share food with each of them on the sides. And the people on the outside cannot share food with each other because their objects are limited to the Dalad which were there in which they are. Okay. Now Amra Bishimur says, look, look, this is a proof. This is like Shalosh Chatzero. The way Panay Moshe explains it, I'll do this outside just in the interest of time since I spent so much on the first half of the year. Um, is that there's a machloket with three chatzorot all open up onto one another and each of them open up to Rosh Hashirabim. So they don't have what's called drisat regal. That's very important. We'll see for later Mishnahs. So each of them can go straight onto the street or the mavoi 
and but they're open to one another. Now, each of the outer chatserot made an eruv chatserot with the inner one, but they didn't all make an eruv chatserot together. So Rabbi Shimon says it's the same thing. In other words, we've got shosh chatserot p'tuchot zulazo or p'tuchot roshosh rabin irvu shnei imtza imtza shteim imtziot imtziot. Sorry, the two outer ones made an eruv chatserot with the middle one. So he muterat amahem. They are mut. The middle one is able to share, take objects between the two, the Adachatzerot, their own objects. And they're also mutar to take, taking objects into the middle Chatzer. However, but you're not allowed to take objects from the one Adachatzer to the Adachatzer. So he says, look, isn't this exactly the same din? Now, Chachamim in that situation, they say, absolutely no. Now, what's the difference for Kwan Chachamim? Kwan Rabbi Shimon says, look, you see situations where two Adachatzerot, can, can share objects with it in, in a reshut. We allow that to occur. Uh, but uh, despite the fact that two outer reshut can't share objects with one another. Okay? That's the case. And you, you're happy to say that's the case when it comes to uh, com- comes to the, the, these three individuals back outside the tomb. So what's the difference when it comes to chatzerot? Why are you cholek? So chachamim cholek for a very simple reason. They say when it comes to chatzerot, there's a major concern. You've got lots of people that live in these different chatzerot. And we're concerned that what would happen if I let people take an object from, say, the outer chatzar to the right, to the middle chatzar, people won't be conscious and they'll take that object all the way to the left chatzar. And they'll make mistakes and end up ruining things. However, when you're dealing with three, three, these three people stuck in the middle of the desert, they'll remind one another, there's enough of a, there's only three people there, they'll remind one another that, once again, my object can't go all the way to you and there won't be such a problem. In other words, there's more of a reason to make a gzer in the case of three chatzarot. That's why the chachamim cholek in the case of three chatzarot. Okay, let's continue. The Gemara says, Now, what's this talking about? Um, I, you saw, by the way, I switched the gears around slightly. In other words, I said, it, the, even the, the Cholik on Iburei Arayot, he's Mode Be Amot. Sorry, Be Amot. So here, Reb Chaim says, there's a Machlok later on, you'll see. Reg, I will see it soon, actually. Um, that that Chalina ben Atigunus and Rabbanim that that the Savri Alpaima Masha Amru Murva or Katavla the Iwa Savri that that what the Alpaima Amru Agulot the Kol Ruach. In other words, it's a question when I measure my tchum of an individual. What is it? Do I take it as simply like a radius and make and spin it around like a circle, or is it like a square? So that's a machloket regarding tchumin. However, more than me when it comes to daladamot, that what? That what it means when he's mode here, but he says that when it comes to Dalamot, we measure it like a square. Why is that important for this Mishnah? Because otherwise it's very complicated. Because our Mishnah, we're talking about sharing items bet- like between one and one, one of the, like uh, between two people's overlapping Tchumim. And if we're dealing with circles, it's going to be very complicated to actually work out the overlaps. Okay, so that's why the Mishnah, the Gemara is stressing here that when it comes to the Dalad Amod of a person who went Chutz Lithum, we measure it's like a box that's Dalad by Dalad, so 16 square Amod, if you like, versus a um, versus in the case of a Tchumim, where it is, as we said, the Machluk, whether it's a circle or a square. Okay, let's continue. What if someone's traveling and he's scared it's about to get dark? And he can see in the distance a tree or a Geder. But Omer and he says, Shvita I want my Shvita to be underneath that tree. We say, Lo Amar Klum. Why? Because he was what's called, she wasn't Messiah Makom. Because under that tree, we're assuming it's like a very big tree. 
And the space under the tree is more than dal, 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 more than uh, 16 by 16, for, sorry, in such that there's no specific location where I can say that's in that location. So here we've got a machloket here. Pnei Moshe says, therefore, since he wasn't Messiah Makom, he's not, he's Kunei Shvita at all. Okay? Where Rav Chaim however, says is slightly different. He says the issue is, from one end of the tree, he could make 2,000 number to his house. But from the other end of the tree, he couldn't. Now, because, yes, he says definitely his Shvita is somewhere under that tree, because we don't know where the Shvita is under the tree, he wouldn't be able to get home because he's, the Shvita might, might actually be at the end that's too far from his home. That's why Reb Chaim explains it here, interestingly. Okay, let's continue. If he, however, says Shvita, I want it to be at the, at the root of the tree, the base of the tree, then with his Messiah, Makom, Malach, Mimakom, Raglav, Adi, Kara, Paim, then he's able to, he's able to, as we said before, Make his makom shvita from a from a distance. He's able to throw it, if you like, all the way to that base of the tree, so it can walk um, from two thousand amot from that location in either directions. So mi makom raglav adikro alpaim ama mi karov ad bayit able to walk alpaim ama nimtzeh they can find that from mishachashech he's able to walk by alfayat and amot and eventually get home. Gemara now continues. If he doesn't know, there's one person that doesn't know. Landmarks. He doesn't know if that uh, signpost of the tree is uh, 2,000 or more, or there's a hill he can't see it, or something like that. Uh, and he says, And I want my shvita to be here. That's where he is. And I'll pay my malakoruach, and he can walk 2,000 more in all directions. Here's the machloket. It's agulot dibre rebechanin tonechanani ben antigonus. Cheremin Kino says it's actually 2,000 more in a circle, right? So that's 2,000 more radius. Vechachamim omrim muruba'ot. It's actually a like a square. Ketablum about because in that situation, a square, obviously, around a circle, you're going to profit uh, 1.4 times the radius, root two times the radius in those directions. Okay, fine. That's the Mishnah. Now, what if two people are traveling? One person is, knows the area and his friend is, doesn't. What this means is, is the makir can say the makir, meaning he can basically say, I'd like you, can you be, be basically for me in that location? And then he can do so for him. Okay, so that's how he can use his friend's knowledge and they can basically throw the their home together in that in, in that way. Okay. Uh, he's able to lismoch al alamakir liknot abu roshvita tilam. That's what Reb Chaim says. Okay, let's continue. Mishnechet. Zeo Sha'amru Hani Mareb Baraglav. Now, what is it that you know this situation? This is a case where we say an Ani Knebaraglav, meaning someone who's Babaderech. Okay. The question is, what if someone's at home? Can he just stand at the edge of the tchum and do that? So Remir says, Ain lano ela ani, it's only situation of an ani, meaning either a poor person or someone who's a babaderech. That's why um Nemosha explains it. Either in ani, someone who kind of doesn't have food, or Misha Babaderech, someone who's Babaderech has a standing of an ani. That's who can call Nebraglav. And Rebuda says, No, Achara Niva Kharashir. No, even Ashir can rely on Raglav. Shlomo Ma'avrim Bapat, because why? The whole content of Eruv Bapat is not the Ikare Eruv, Ela Lahakel. It's just a, a special Kula afforded to an Ashir that he's able, Shaloyat Sevi Raglav. That, in other words, he can send a Shaliach to um, do it for him. So he doesn't have to go out. So that's what the Gemara says. Zeusha Amru Ani because Rebbe Mer Savar Ika Eruvo Bekikar. The main way for me doing an Eruv is with Akikar, with bread. 
And Velamamru Baraglav, what else you can do with with uh, feet, if you like, or someone's Babaderech. That was a special Kula Laani Sheinlo Ikikar. However, the main way of being Koni or Shvita for Trum is with a bread. Raguda says, no, the main way of doing a is Baraglav, they're standing there. Velamamru Kikar, so therefore anybody can do it as a result. Velamamru Bikikar, Lakela Ashir Shaloyetze Baraglav. That's like Kelan Ashi, it's a special leaning to Ashi that he can send a the place of there. Okay, the Gemara says, Despite the fact the Rebbe Yehuda says, nonetheless, that is, again, even though he says, Baraglav, and we saw in the mission that someone who's traveling can throw, effectively say, my shita is at a distance from me in a, a, by the tree or by the, the, the fence post, that doesn't work for someone who is at home. Okay, that's uh, Ella. Rather, if someone's at home and he wants to do the raglav, Ella He has to go there, stand there. He has to actually stand in the raglav. He can't do it at a distance. Wait till it gets dark, and then he can go home. So he has to wait for Chashecha to be standing there as Shabbos goes in. Okay, but Tanikan Mama Gurion. These are two families. Meroma from them. They used to. You give out food to poor people. Bishneh Batzor in times of famine. For you, Ani Ani Yeshichin the Shichin Yotzim Umaarvin Baraglehem. The poor people of a town nearby used to go out Umaarvin Baraglehem would go and stand there Umamdim Atchachachecha and form the Eruv Tchum in such a manner Ulamachar and the next day you nichnesim veochlim sham bechozrim vekoma shem shehen osim al pichachamim hayosim. They would go there, to come back, so therefore they made Eruv Tchum with their feet. And and everything they did was under the instruction of the Chamim. So you see, according to Rav Chaim, says Shamina dem ikaradin tzarich shiatzelam akom shakon eshvita that the ikaradin, the main way of doing eruv, is by standing there. Um, interesting, that we find that I just I'm not sure I hadn't seen anyone actually mention this, but um, also they weren't normally kono eruv from the devar mitzvah. Okay, so none, despite the fact they're doing it, I guess for food, that is also I guess it was api chachamim that's considered also a, a license to do so. Um, this matter. Okay, let's continue. Uh, this is now next mission. Someone who goes to a um, again, he's well. It's not Le'ir Shemarin. In other words, this is the case. Uh, it's probably a different gears. Yeah, that's something to throw me. Um, it's Be'ir, sorry. Um, meaning, this is the case we saw previously. This is an individual who um, the people of the city wanted to go to near, a nearby city for whatever Devar Mitzvah, and they sent a shliach to go out and do so for him. Okay. And what happened? So he goes out to place the Erev Tchum down. And a friend turns, turns him back. What's interesting here is Reb Chaim Motorway explains it this way. He says, in other words, before he even reached that place to place the Tchum down, his friend said to him, don't worry, I'll do it for you. And he didn't do it. It's almost like he passed on to another Shaliach, which I don't, I'm, 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 when Reb Chaim gives different explanations, there's always a good reason that Mr. Shem will understand the Gemara. But the way um, Panemosh explains, which is more familiar, he says, is that actually said to him, no, oh, turn around, it's, it's, it's raining at the moment. Or, or it's, it's, it's too hot. Wait, wait an hour or whatever it is. And, they go, and it, it ended up going, going all the way. <laughs> and we saw this debate before. That what? Well, for the people of the city, the tomb wasn't placed down for them, so they're stuck. Meaning not they're stuck, they're as if there's no tum, they're, they're based in the city. However, according to Rabbi Yehuda, the person who's going out to place the tum down, since he was caught cold, it's like someone who's traveling. 
So despite the fact that he didn't reach there, it's as if he said, if you like, by that tree or by the signpost, and therefore it worked for him. However, Rabbi Meir says, So if you recall, according to Rabbi Meir, we said, and we explained this Gemara, according to the Gemara's second explanation um, above, that for, the, for this individual, he's in a bigger problem. Because he can't throw his, uh, his, his Shvita to that location because he wasn't machzik v'derech. He wasn't traveling in the middle of nowhere. He was a person in the city who just going to put his tum out. So that won't work for him. And if you recall, we said in Kodur Rebbe Meir before, but because he was going to place a tum down, he was okay his Shvita from the city. So therefore, he doesn't have the tum of the city. He doesn't have the tchum that he wanted to place down of the air of tchum. So therefore, what does he have? He has nothing, and he's stuck, in, stuck to being only within Dalet Amot. That's how we explained Rebbe before. Okay, the Seder. That's the Shir. Have a good day. Call to everyone.